Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. During this season, we won't be having any services or events at our church building, but we are so excited to be bringing you Church at Home every weekend. To check out our online resources and learn more about Church at Home, please visit creekwoodchurch.com slash churchathome. We hope this message inspires and encourages you during this time. Enjoy. Uh, you know, we are in the second weekend of this new series on the book of Joshua. And um, I, I love going back and looking in the Old Testament at different stories of different individuals that were real people like you and I that had real issues and walked through real just real, real things that we can totally put ourselves into the story. And, and Paul also instructed us that he said that when you look back at these stories and you look back at these people, those stories are put in the Bible for us to be encouraged. And I, I see so much uh, that I can be encouraged from looking at the life of Joshua. And, and one of the things that you see over and over is that um, when, when God calls anyone into new seasons. And I, I want you to know that God is all about you moving into new seasons and, and that God has a purpose for your life. But when God calls us and God moves in our heart and God's always wanting us to grow and to, to move into new seasons, he asked something from us. And that is, is that we be fully committed, fully devoted to him. And this is why our mission statement here at Creekwood is, is to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ and that, that we are fully engaged. We are fully committed to what Christ wants to do in our life. And today I, I specifically want to take one, um, one of the words that has just so stood out to me. And again, I am still in chapter one of Joshua. And if you want to turn there, but um, last weekend we talked about the importance of being stronger. And this weekend I want to talk about courage. Courage is, is so, so important. And um, again, um, I think it's really interesting to me that when you look at the Bible, and specifically in the, into the life of Joshua, that Moses and God both speak over and over and over and over into the life of Joshua, saying to him, be strong and courageous. And one of the things that that teaches me, and again, this is, it, it's interesting to me that you see this, this phrase that Moses and, and God keep using that they, they, they say to him, you need to be strong and you need to be courageous. And, and you think about this and, and what that speaks to me about is that um, everything doesn't just depend on God. A lot of times we think that everything depends on God, and, uh, but also there's a part of, of the process that depends on our response to him. Let me say that again, that a lot of times we think that everything depends on God for him to make the change, for him to lead us, for him to guide us, for him to work the miracle. But also what we see, and specifically in the life of Joshua, and this is why I believe that God and Moses over and over are telling Joshua, you need to be strong and you need to be, you need to be courageous. It's because there's a part of us that we have to be willing to be courageous. 
We have to be willing to be strong to where, where God wants us to go. And you study the story, and again, uh, I love this in Deuteronomy 31.7. Um, again, I know we're in Joshua, but in Deuteronomy, the, the, chapter, the, the book before that speaks of this and kind of sets it up again. And I want to read this again to you because it says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all of Israel... So he, in front of everyone, Moses looked at Joshua and he said, I want you to be strong. And I love the fact that he says, I want you to be courageous. Deuteronomy 31, 23 says, And the Lord commissioned Joshua and the son of Nun and said, Be strong and courageous. In Joshua 1 Again, when you jump into the book of, of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, be strong and courageous. And in the first part of verse 7, it says, only be strong and very courageous. So as, as last weekend we looked at that, the fact that being strong is important, but being courageous is also important. You know what the word courage, I think it's interesting also, it means to have more heart. Uh, it means to 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 be wholehearted. It, it it it's like you put it put all you have into it. And I was thinking about courage and people that I know that are super courage and courageous, not super courage, uh, that are that are really really courageous. And I automatically, uh, I was talking to my wife about my message, and I told her, I said, you know who's really courageous? And uh, I, we were talking about this, and I, I told her, I said, it's it's our nephew Luke. A lot of you guys know uh, you. You, if you've been around Creekwood for very long, you know Trinity, um, um, and and she's our niece, and she's she's a doctor out in Grant out out in Graham, Texas, and she married this guy Luke. And uh, if you ever get to meet Luke, he is like a real cowboy. Um, I mean, this guy is is he did he, like. He is like a real, real cowboy, and uh, he like like he didn't go to Gap to get his jeans. Um, he's like wearing real Wranglers that he probably I, I bet you he got him at Tractor Supply. Like a real cowboy goes to Tractor Supply to get their jeans. It he is like the real thing, and we we went out. Uh, uh, Trinity bought uh, two horses and we wanted to go out and see them. And we went, went out a couple weeks ago and we were out in Graham, Texas. It's like 105 degrees. And, and she, she took us out there and we got off this road and we got on this dirt road and we went about 10 miles down this dirt. It was like dusty, hot. And I'm like, I had already, I knew in my mind it was going to be hot. And I had shorts on and like, you know, white, I think I had like white tennis shoes on or whatever. Like I looked like a city slicker, but Luke's out there with blue jeans, boots, and like, he's a real cowboy. And, and one of the horses, they didn't have a saddle for him. And again, I'm just telling you, if, if I had time to tell you about all the courageous stuff that he does, he kills rattlesnakes and stuff. I'm like, I see a lizard and I'm running. I'm going to chop that lizard up. And, and like he kills rattlesnakes. But this horse that one of the horses that, that Trinity bought was his name is Rowdy. And how many of you know you're not supposed to ride Rowdy? Any horse that's named Rowdy, it's trouble. 
And Luke did not have, there was no saddle for, for Rowdy, but Luke's like, I'll ride him. And he, he put a harness on him, jumped on him. And we were like, I, I was like, man, I would have pulled my back out just getting onto the horse. And the horse was really stubborn and trying to push him against the fence and all this kind of stuff. And he's out in this field, it's 105 degrees, it's dusty. And all of a sudden, guess what Rowdy does? He buck, starts bucking up and down. We were seeing this. We were horrified, like, oh my word. And then we saw Luke fly off the back of the horse. Now, if it had been me, I would have been like, somebody call the ambulance because I can't move. But guess what Luke did? I'm telling you, he's courageous. The boy got back up, got back on Rowdy, and rode Rowdy back into the corral. That's being courageous. And I know we can think a lot about a lot of stories and illustrations about people that are courageous in life. But I, I, I want to help you think about something today. But when it comes to your life and what it, what it represents, are you courageous? I know we can talk about again about certain acts that we do and things that we do that, that man, you're tough or, or uh, I can't believe you did that. But when it comes to your life and you look at your family and, and um, you know, I, I, I have not been able to get a get away from this thought. And I, I alluded to this last weekend a little bit, and it's been so much in my heart that if Joshua is not courageous, the people of Israel are not go going to experience the promised land. Think about that for a moment. Dads, if you're not strong and you're not courageous, your kids are not going to experience the blessing of God. Husbands, if you're not strong and courageous in your marriage, uh, um, again, all of us, there are people in our life that are affected by how much courage we have. Again, there, there's a reason why Moses and God said this to Joshua over and over that, that he needed to be strong and courageous. And, you know, I was thinking about, again, um, of what this looks like in our life and that, you know, to, to, to have courage, you need to have convictions. Courage in your convictions. If you want to write this down today and you're taking notes, um, I hope you are. I can't see you, but I know you are because y'all love me. I love y'all. And you're taking notes. It makes me feel good to know you're taking notes. Um, but courage and conviction, having conviction, a, a conviction in your heart where you, um, again, are confident um, and as, as I said a few moments ago, the, the definition of courage, it means to be, have more heart. In other words, you, you have this, this wholeheartedness about something that you believe with all of your heart and it, it is the right thing. So you know that when, you know, you talk about convictions and I know that having convictions is not a, a um, I, 
I want to be careful how I say this, but we live in a world where I believe that a lot of us have the wrong convictions. Our convictions should be based out of the Word of God. And when you begin to look at your convictions, and, and listen, I know we live in, again, uh, it's very easy to, to, to get lost in, in basing my convictions on, on um, what other people are doing or what, what society tries to influence us to be and how to be. And, and I think even about the, our, this next generation. And, you know, if you're watching today, and I, I, I hope that, that, that uh, you listen to me today. If you're 16, 17 years old or even 13 years old and you're, you're like you're, you're a teenager and you're a student and, man, you have more pressure and more, more temptations than probably any other generation that's ever lived on this planet. And there's a, there's a tendency to want to grab a hold of convictions to say that, listen, there's a lot of good things out there, but, but what you ought to, when you talk about what you have courage about, what you feel in your soul, what you believe, what you're willing to fight for, it's got to come from the Word of God. It's got to come from, from what God speaks into our lives. And students, listen to me. I, listen, again, I, I don't want to chase a rabbit here. Um, and that's, some of you are like, is that literally like chase a rabbit? No, uh, I'm just kind of getting off track here a second. But I just, I really feel led to say this is that, that, you know, it's probably very popular right now to have sex, to get physically involved in a relationship, maybe you're dating somebody right now, and it's easy to just kind of go, if you really love me, you'll have sex with me. And again, this, this kind of gets crazy, and we don't have convictions. But what if you were to have the conviction that gave you the courage to say, I'm going to wait until I get married to have sex? I, I, I'm going to, to wait until I'm married before I, I experience that in my life. Again, uh, there's all kinds of different convictions that you can talk about. And, um, you know, when you look at, at it, even, even as, a, as a church and, and as a pastor, let me say this, is that, that, you know, there's a lot of preferences that I have, but preferences don't change the world. Convictions are what change the world. And when you have this 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 courage that is rooted out of conviction where you say, like, for example, I have a conviction that prayer makes a difference. And this is why here at Creekwood, we, we emphasize prayer. We spend a lot of time encouraging you to pray and to seek God. We, we have a conviction that the Word of God is what changes people, not opinions. The Word of God is what changes people's lives. Again, uh, when you think about in your own life, um, what are, what are some of the convictions in your life that you feel strongly about? And, and again, this is, this is a place where you get that you take, you have courage to take responsibility for your own life. Um, you, you, you take responsibilities. When you have this conviction about, uh, things in your life, you take responsibility for, for your own life. You know, we live in a, in a culture today that idolizes a victim mentality and everybody wants to, we, we want to blame uh, the teachers. We want to blame, um, you know, 
it's your husband's fault, it's the church's fault, it's everybody else's fault. And, and I, I'm just want to encourage you to understand that when you get this deep conviction about what, what ought to be right in your life, it gives you the courage to begin to take responsibility for things in your life. And uh, number two, courage. Uh, let, me, let me read a scripture to you real quick when it comes to courage and your convictions. Um, Deuteronomy 20 verse 1, it says, When you go out to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you. You know, I, I think about even in my own life, the, a conviction that's given me strength to lead Creekwood Church from day one has been that God is with me. And what gives us the courage to make tough decisions, that gives us the courage to do what we need to do in our life, it's, it's, it's when we understand that God is with us. And Joshua understood this, that God was with him. Number two, courage in your conversation. Courage in your conversation. And again, um, what you speak into people's lives and uh, have the courage to speak love and, and encouragement to people. And it, and it takes courage. You know, it's easy to be critical. It's easy to be negative. It takes great courage to, to let our, like my conversations, what I speak into people's lives to be encouraging. Most of us, our, our egos and our insecurities become so entangled that it keeps us and it stops us from being able to, to speak and have conversations of courage where we set ourselves aside and we actually speak into people's lives. I, I love the, the last part of that. It says, and when you draw near to the battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people, speak to the people and shall say to them, hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who gives, goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Um, again, what you say is so important. And having the courage to speak life into people and um, the same way, do you know that that what you say is is it affects people's lives? I think of Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse eight. It says, "And the officers shall speak further to the people and say, Is there any man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go back to his house.' <laughs> it's kind of like that's kind of strong." But they realized and recognized the power of people's words. And do you know that if you're surrounded with people that are not speaking faith and, and encouragement into your life, it will affect, your, affect you. And it says, lest he make the heart of his fellows melt like his own. And it takes great courage to be disciplined in our conversations, to speak life into to people's lives. You know, I think about uh, what we say, and, and, and again, you've heard me talk so many times about uh, the power of your words and, and what, we, what we say and how it affects people. And um, it, it's, it's very difficult to change once you get in the ruts of speaking negativity and being critical and, and tearing people down. 
and it requires great courage to say I'm going to change. And that what I speak into people's lives, what I say about them behind their back, what I say even to myself is going to change. You know, um, I was thinking about this is that, you know what, it's so important for us to, to be truth tellers and authentic to people, but it's even more important for us to be truth tellers and authentic to ourselves and to speak with courage to ourselves and say, this has to change. The last area, um, again, is courageous in, in our spiritual commitments. To be courageous when it comes to spiritual commitments in your life. This is so important. Um, again, the Bible continually speaks to this in Joshua 1 9 it says have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go you go and again it's it's very easy to become discouraged it's very easy um, to start things and not finish things and making a spiritual commitment to to read God's word, it's tough. Making a spiritual commitment, uh, having the courage to turn off uh, the video game that I've been playing for like 20 hours. Like I know the students are like, man, I don't like this very much. But if you're just playing video games all day long and, and, and every free moment that you have, you're on playing your, this game, you know, it takes great courage to have a spiritual commitment to say, I cannot play that video game all the time. I've got to have the spiritual commitment to God. I'm going to go read my Bible or listen to the Bible app on your phone. Do, do something different. Go have, have the spiritual commitment to say, I want to go talk. I'm going to go talk to somebody, my parents, my youth pastor, somebody in my life about some of the areas in my life that need to change. That takes courage. But it, it takes great courage to have these spiritual commitments that you say, these are, are important to me. You know, I think about even our finances and, and tithing. Do you know that it takes courage to, to make a spiritual commitment to say, God, I'm going to put you first in my finances? It's, it takes courage to trust God with your finances. It takes courage to serve people. It takes courage to make these spiritual commitments that they will change your life. But again, I go back to what I said a few moments ago that, you know, God wants to take you into the promised land. And I don't know what the promised land looks like for you. Maybe it's healing in your marriage. Maybe the promised land is, is God setting you free from an addiction in your life or what, some type of habit that you know is destroying you that is destructive. Maybe it's, it's something that you as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, that you are like, you know what? I, I know that this God wants me to move beyond this. I want to challenge you and listen to me when I say this, is that there's a part that God takes and there's a part that you take. And God requires us to be strong and courageous and to trust God enough to not just take the step of faith, 
to trust Him, but also have the courage to say, God, I have such a conviction about this that God, I'm gonna stick with this. God, the words that are gonna come out of my mouth, God, the spiritual commitments that I'm gonna make, it, I know it's gonna require courage. But God, I'm stepping into this strong and courageous. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone, God, that has joined us in this service today. God, I pray over their lives. Lord, I pray that you would give all of us courage, God, to be able to step into moments, God. God, give us courage to establish these strong convictions in our lives, God. God, give us courage to, to let our conversations, God, be what you want us to speak, God. God, give us courage, God, to make a commitment that is spiritually, God, gonna transform us. Father, I pray for healing over every person that is watching today, God. I pray for strength. I pray for hope in their hearts, Lord. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you've been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. If you need prayer, we would love to pray with you. Please submit a prayer request online at creekwoodchurch.com prayer.